Marketing Mindset, the Growth Hacker's Guide to Business Success. Join us with conversations with the world's leading experts, covering their biggest insights from years of experience. We also host deep dives into the latest innovations in marketing to the most successful time-worn strategies that you can start using today. I genuinely believe that effective marketing is about helping somebody come to a decision with which they remain happy, even if that's not to buy from you. I always used to write to people saying, you know, where are you? Where have you gone? I'd be direct, punchy. And you get widows writing back saying, my husband has gone to the other side. Oh, God, you know, this is, this, is, this, this is not good. The Marketing Mindset Podcast is hosted by me, Sam Harris, and my business, Postery, the leading solution of personalized marketing with the mission to rid the world of spam. On the show today, we have Kat Wachesniak, who successfully built and sold a travel business over five years, mainly using social media marketing tactics to grow it. She has now launched her own social media and video marketing agency, with the lessons that she learned from running her travel business. So needless to say, she is filled with good advice and funny stories from her life of travel. And it was just a pleasure to talk to you on the podcast, which I'm sure you'll agree with. So I fell into it. I wasn't thinking about starting a business. I just wanted Mm. to travel and I just wanted to make it happen. I realized that we get stuck in the nine to five jobs that we, you know, we might like, we might be good at them, but we don't necessarily love them. And this is what our life looks like. And I wanted to do something different. So I started doing it a little bit outside of work. And then a year later, I realized I had huge following. People wanted to travel with me. Mm. Uh, the trips were selling and uh, there was no reason for me not to take the risk and not to quit my job. would have mm. been stupid not to do it. So how did you publicize it then? So you said social media. It was uh, mainly social media and uh, one of the growth hacks that we used, I didn't even realize that I was, I mean, I knew I was doing it, but I didn't mm. think about it consciously. This is kind of the strategy. Uh, to start with, but I was taking videos on all the trips. Mm. I really enjoyed taking photos and videos of all the experiences. I just thought it was a nice thing for people to have and to share. Like yeah. I used to like sharing my holiday videos or photos and people loved it. And I think this was what helped us grow so quickly because mm. we were doubling our turnover every year in the first few years. Wow. It, it just kind of, it just went, went like zoom. I turned around and I was like, oh wow, I've got a travel business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I think that was it. it. It kind of, the videos allowed people to see what the events were really like, show people that were there, what kind of time they had. It was just this, they could see the experience. It's very easy to refer people yeah. when there's a video, as in if you've been on the tour and like it's a fun thing, you can share it on your social media and say, hey guys, Absolutely. this is what I did, come along next year because I'm going. And that way, the fact that we were just talking about the problem of trying to organize a trip with your friends, yeah. it's quite easy to get them to buy into coming to a, on a trip with you if you're going on something like that True. and it's in it it's less commitment yeah yeah it's nice Absolutely. okay that's cool and then from that you then got tired of running this amazing lovely business because of you were traveling <laughs> the whole time permanently and thought maybe you wanted to do 
I know, it Males. sounds insane, but after six years of living out of the suitcase, I was like, that's it, I can't do it anymore. That sounds quite like a sane thing to think, actually. Yeah. Well, you meet so many people and it's great. I've made many friends, but at one point it just becomes this one sea of people and they all blend and you have yeah. no idea who you met. It's like, imagine sometimes I was meeting 100, 200 people every week. It's just impossible to make proper memories. Yeah, it's quite hard, especially when... Yeah. You meet lots of people who are really similar to other people you know and it starts feeling really ununique when yeah. you're like, oh, I've got this amazing friend, but actually yeah, there's like five people just like them and it's sort of... Well, maybe I not their really amazing horrible. friends, but... Yeah. Oh, I used to hate that when I moved into London. I'd see people that look just like people they already knew and then mm. like it just stopped. I felt like I was just like one of like a billion people as opposed to... Wow. These are people who are different. That's something that got me depressed, but maybe this is not a problem <laughs> that you had. But yeah, it does sound super hard just trying to keep track of these things and having the same like superficialish conversation yeah just find out I what they think do and... that was killing me just having the same conversation over and mm. over again it's like you're, you, be, you, become, you become a little robot a little bit on the yeah. autopilot and you just you just keep saying the same thing over and over again and it goes nowhere I just couldn't take it anymore mm. yeah that sounds awful <laughs> <laughs> but certainly fun to start off with and do oh, things or I've done everything it. that I wanted to do and some of the people I've met I'm friends with well one, one yeah, of them yeah. getting married to in October yeah so, it's perfect <laughs> and you grew a great business and then you're able to sell it so absolutely definitely nothing was lost at all no okay. uh, the learning from it was amazing yeah. and this is how I could start my current business mm. I mean this is <laughs> This was my learning experience. This was kind of my, my, my university yeah. where I, yeah, I learned how to do marketing. And I, when I talk to clients now, I can tell them, actually, you know, I'm not just telling you how to do it because I read it somewhere online. I've done it. Cool. What would you say were your three best hacks for marketing success that you've been using? Oh. I think making it relevant, making it personal and using video. So mm. making it relevant, you always have to start with your target audience. You have to think about who it is that you are trying to reach and what it is they would be interested in. Mm -hmm. By making personal, I mean that business owner, like every business owner is the most valuable asset to their business because it's them who had the idea, it's them who are passionate about it, it's them who drove things to the level that you know the business actually exists, right? So mm. it is personal to them. And it is getting them to talk about this experience. Uh, th this, is, this is going to help them get customers, drive sales, build the trust and all that. And this brings me to video because video is kind of the, the best way to, to uh, allow it to come across. Yeah. So this is kind of the way that the business owners can scale up his kind of offline conversations and, and build this trust with a larger number of people. It is really hard to get people to really build like an emotional connection sometimes. And Absolutely. Video is a really good way to hook people a bit more and get to feel like they know you a bit better. Yeah, and it's, it's all on. about the trust. People buy from people. And yeah, yeah, kind of puts a real to face know. to it yeah. and stuff. Cool. Yeah, it's super useful that you're helping people with video. Okay, and then the three biggest mistakes that people make? The biggest mistakes, I think, is spamming, uh, advertising and focusing on wrong metrics. Okay. So by spamming, I mean, you know, we, we all know what spamming is, so mm. just sending things that, that, that yeah, are irrelevant, generic that... And, and kind of, you know, in large volumes, yeah. because that's how people switch off. Same with advertising. So if on your social media feed, all you can say is ads, 
people will tune out. I mean, mm. we'll all know that when you're watching a, a TV program and suddenly ads come on, you just go and make a cup of tea or switch a yeah, channel yeah. or, you know, do something else. So you if every one of your posts yeah. is like, buy this product from yeah. us, buy this product, it's never going to work. So you need to have like... Absolutely. I think there's, like, there's a ratio of like four educational pieces to... It's, it's 2080, actually. 2080. So it's, it's yeah. 20%. Yes. Well, actually, it's more yeah, so I was going to say to one, <laughs> like, piece yeah. of relevance, yeah. something they can go and buy. So that was exactly 80 20. Yeah, Good. fair enough. <laughs> Sorry, I jumped the candle. <laughs> it's fine. No worries. Um, I'm kind of interrupting your explanation anyway, so you can go back to the final mistake. Uh, that's okay. So, so yes, so that's, that's what I was going with uh, advertising. You kind of want to make sure that, that it's the same like with your offline conversations. You don't go into the room, you don't go networking mm. and stand there and shout, buy from me, I've got, you know, best potatoes, yeah, my definitely. potatoes are the cheapest. You go and talk to people and then from the yeah. conversation, some collaboration might be born. Don't just ask people to buy from you. And my final one was focusing on wrong metrics, which is something that you spoke about earlier in the video, yeah. uh, where um, people just focus on the number of followers. Uh, instead of on actual engagement. So the way the social media channels are built, their algorithm are built, they, they kind of look at the ratio of the number of followers you've got to your engagement. So if you've got loads of followers because bots or you know, paid somebody to get more following, but those followers don't actually engage with your posts, your ranking will drop because they will see your posts as irrelevant because the ratio mm. is so low, it means that even though loads of people look at it, nobody actually is interested in what you are doing. So they want to show relevant co content to their audience. So that's one of the biggest mistakes. Cool, yeah, that's really useful. Thanks. What would you say is your favorite marketing campaign ever? Well, I really love uh, one of the uh, marketing campaigns by Apple. So uh, they've got the MacBook Air, which is a mm. really thin laptop. And it might not even be the thinnest laptop in the world anymore. But the way they advertised it, they, they had this video with, with the laptop and with, the, with an envelope. And they mm. literally just put the laptop into the envelope. And the image they create in your head that it's so thin, it's almost as yeah. thin as a piece of paper, it just stays with you. And mm. this is the power of video. This is just like, and this is the most beautiful video I've seen in terms of marketing. It's, it's like a masterpiece. Cool. I really love it. Yeah, you can definitely sort of visualize the, especially yeah. back when they first came out and they were so thin compared to Absolutely. other things. You're like, wow, I can just like put this in my yeah. briefcase and it's just like nothing. Yeah, you can put it in an envelope. Yeah, What's yeah. thinner than that? piece of paper. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Nice. Uh, what would you say is, is the best brand then on the subject of brands? So again, while Apple seems to have been dropping the ball recently, they, they've created this cult of uh, Apple products and tech. And it's just incredible because there were other brands. I mean, now Samsung is catching up and stuff, but iPhone was the only kind of thing that people bought at whatever cost, just because it was beautiful, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's incredible. Still, people kind of feel like if they want the best, they just get the Apple one and like, they have to think mm. about it. Uh, yeah, like, the whole world is, is well done, especially in like, all the software that links into just sort of makes you want to use it. Like I use Logic for my podcast and well, I have to buy a new Mac if I want to carry on using Logic and access all my old podcasts and things. And That's my problem as well. So I've been using Final Cut Pro for editing videos. Yeah, exactly. I've been getting more and more frustrated with Apple, but I kind of need to stick with it if I want to keep yeah. using the software, so we'll see. Cool. What advice would you give to yourself five years ago? 
basically don't change a thing. I mean, I'm not yeah. saying I haven't made any mistakes. I'm not saying that, you know, everything I've done was perfect or I achieved everything I've ever wanted. But I'm really happy with where I am and mm. every experience, it's, it's about what you take out of it and how you turn it into a learning experience. And it kind of takes you to where you are. And I'm just really, really happy with, with the time now. So I think I would just kind of want to go through the same mistakes again if, if they took me where I am now. Okay, that's a lovely <laughs> answer. But it doesn't help me very much. So let's say I was in a similar position to you five years ago. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give me to help me get to where you now are? Okay, so uh, I think something you mentioned earlier as well is something that I've always lived by. You just kind of, you have to do things mm. and see where they take you. You can't overthink stuff. So, you know, part of me, at some point I was regretting that I kind of didn't learn more about business before start, starting Curious Cats Adventure Club. Maybe I could have grown it bigger maybe i could have you know done things differently maybe it would be the largest travel company now but honestly if i sat there and read read books i would have never really started and starting now would have been much more difficult because the, the market is much more saturated it's much more difficult to compete so i started at a very good time if anything i should have started earlier so i think it's just like the piece of advice that i would give to anyone else is follow your dreams do what you want to do and just figure out how to how to make it happen as you go along. Mm-hmm. At one of the events I went to, inspiring entrepreneurs, I don't remember who it was, but they said that running your own business was like jumping out of the plane and learning yeah. how to open the parachute on the way down. This is so true. This is this is the only way to do it. Yes, you can go into your MBA. Yes, you can do your other things, but are not always on that path. And it's not easy to just kind of go back and do that instead. And that you just never get started. Yeah, you're going to need to learn to be like comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm. Like I've had some friends that have just asked me so many questions to the point of like, okay, you can't know everything before you start anyway. And you kind of just need to do it and learn to answer questions yourself sometimes. You need to be comfortable not knowing what's going to happen. True. If you always need someone to tell you exactly what's going to happen, you're never going to be able to drive it by yourself. Uh, then you should have a job if you yeah, want exactly. to tell you what to happen. What do you think is the next big thing in marketing? The artificial intelligence and internet of things and kind of experiential marketing, I think all this is kind of merging together. So anything to do with tech. So for example, I mentioned earlier that I use video a lot. I think where the things are going, the video is there to stay and you know, it's good. Like photos were, I don't know, 20 years ago, right? It's kind of the basic now. I think where things are going is more kind of a virtual tour of things, having more like 360. So before, I don't know, if you're buying a house, you, you don't need to go to all the houses. You want to see your photos and videos first. And then you choose whether you actually want to go and see it. Mm. Same with online, with shopping before you go and try on things. We just want some kind of search engine to aggregate the results for you so that you just look at the things that are relevant. Not just personalization, just more kind of uh, merging the virtual and, and offline worlds together. Yeah. Oh, what was really cool is Theo got this video from like something he just signed up for, but he got like a 20 second video of like just an intro tour but the person was actually talking to him so he's like so he's literally sort of you can see his little face going hey Theo I'd love to show you my website and he was like whoa oh my god he sent me a personal video (laughs) even though it's only 20 seconds it must have been a tech thing but yeah yeah like wow but it just was so effective because he's like crap this person's literally speaking to me and send the video and 
So cool. Yeah. I really just like that. We tied it in. So yeah, time but I think even more than that, like creating experiences more than anything. Mm. So so if you want to sell things, you sell it through some kind of pop-up shops. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. you don't just go to the shop to try on stuff. You go there to have like a whole makeover and just kind of more yeah. immersive things. Mm. Than, Experiences are huge yeah. these days. Cool. Okay, what is your favorite book or the best book that someone should read? One book that I would uh, recommend to everybody is The 4-Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss. So I had a mentor when I first started my business. I was really lucky that the director of the company I worked at last offered to, to mm. mentor me through my business. Oh. And that was the first book that he made me to read. It was about a year into when I was running my business. I was running around like a hamster on the wheel. I just kind of thought that the more I do, the, the better things will get. I, I didn't think about scaling up. I didn't think about, you know, making myself redundant and having other people do things yeah. so that I can actually focus on growing the business. I kept doing more and more. And at some point it was just becoming invisible. And this is the book I read and I realized that I need to look at things from a different perspective if I actually want mm. to scale it up and do more of that. And it was a turning point for me. But I started without any business experience, so it might be more obvious for other people. Mm, oh, it's such a good book though. Even if you were thinking about going into business, it's really good. Mm. But if you're just starting out or something, it's just, it just can solve so many of your problems. Yeah. It's amazing. I think so. One of my favorites, for sure. And what is your favorite quote? Um, there is one by a Polish writer, I don't remember the writer's name, but it really stuck with me since I was a teenager. And the rough translation is that it's better to sin and regret it later than regret never having sinned. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, mo okay. more recently, one that I've been implementing more and more, it's Eleanor Roosevelt, and it's do one thing a day that scares you. So kind of trying to, to do things that I don't necessarily like doing or I'm afraid mm. of doing. Yeah, I mean, I was terrified of video and I yeah. just started doing video interviews and stuff because you have to learn those things. You have to get Yeah, better. definitely. That's a um, really good example. Yeah. Uh, like we spoke about, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Absolutely. That's huge. But I would love to just backtrack to that first quote and <laughs> dive into that a bit more. So what are some of the uh, sins that you've uh, made yourself go and do? Well, stories from that <laughs> i've always lived by, by by that by that rule i just kind of i wanted to do things i wanted to try things i wanted to experience mm. things I, I was never afraid to experiment with stuff and you know i would have never started my own business if i if i didn't think this way because i would always worry about what might happen yeah sure <laughs> okay, kind of nicely avoid that right yeah <laughs> Perfect. Brilliant. It's a wrap. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you so much. You just listened to an episode of Marketing Mindset. Please hit subscribe and tell all your marketing and business buddies they need marketing mindset in their lives. If you're feeling generous or bored, then invest 20 seconds in leaving us a good rating and we should be very grateful. Coming up on the show next week, we have none other than Nicholas Charles Tirrett Wheeler himself, who is the founder of Charles Tirrett, which is, quite literally, the finest men's shirt business on the planet. So he grew the business over 32 years from nothing to the $300 million business that it is today. He didn't use any funding or loans, but they always had great marketing practices. 
So it was an honour to interview him on the tactics that he learned and mistakes he made over the years. And here are a few nuggets just to entice you. I first started this in the days when you know, mail order was just, you'd say, dear customer, and it would be a printed signature. And I absolutely insisted that it was dear the name, which now sounds ridiculous because it's easy to do. It wasn't yeah. easy to do, that nobody did it. And I would sign with my little ink pen. I would sign every letter, you know, so it was just personal. And sometimes I'd put a little PS on the bottom as well. You have to really think like the customer. You have to be the customer. The whole time you have to, you have to think what does the customer want and what makes them want to buy. One of our brand values is that I want the business to be quirky and fun. It's just sort of different. And so we tend to write letters that are quirky and fun. And the danger with that is that you can, you can get it wrong. I always used to write to people saying, you know, where are you? Where, where have you gone? People hadn't bought from us for a while. It would, I'd be sort of quite direct and punchy. And you get people writing back, widows writing back, saying, my husband has gone to the other, you know, gone to the other side. Oh, God, you know, this is, this, is, this, this is not good. So, tune in next week to Marketing Mindset Podcast to find out more. And, of course, have a great week.